Business Foundations for Mums with me, Kate Butcher, is the podcast to listen to if you are a mum who is ready to launch your business, not sure where to start or wanting to turn that sideline into something more serious. It will be full of practical tips, mindset advice and inspirational and honest interviews with mums who are juggling business and motherhood. Supporting mums in business to turn your dream into a reality. Hello. So we're here today to welcome to the podcast Vicky Bowden. Bowden? Bowden? Bowden. Bowden. I've known you so long and it's never actually crossed my mind to check exactly how to pronounce it. Um, so Vicky is a multiple business owner and busy mum. And she's here today to talk to us about how she juggles all of her businesses and her family and stay sane in doing so. So welcome to the podcast today, Vicky. Hi, thank you for having me. Super excited. Fantastic. We're very excited to have you. I'm very excited to have you here. I say we, as if there's more than one of us, but it's just me. So hey ho. So first of all, to get us started, can you tell us a little bit about your businesses? I was going to say business, businesses, multiple, um, and your family. Give us a bit of a, a summary of who you are. Yeah, so I am a married mum of two. Um, my children are five and two. Um, in a previous life, I was a teacher and then had a career change from my children. Um, and my business are V Bowden Photography. So I specialise in newborn photography mostly, but have other aspects as well. Um, and also Early Years Mum, which is um, a sort of early years consultancy business where I offer support and courses um, for parents who'd like to find out more about child development and education. And I also um, freelance blog for Red Kite Days Buckinghamshire. So three hats at the moment. <laughs> Fantastic. And in terms of the, your, your children and your family, you said that you, you were a teacher but then you decided to shift careers. So what sort of ages were your children when you decided to launch a business? I never thought that I would do anything other than teaching. I've wanted to be a teacher since I was five um, and loved my teachers. And there's something that just changed when I started a family. And I loved my job. And it all changed when I went back after my maternity leave, having my first little boy. And I suddenly had this other purpose. And I didn't want to be with other people's children rather than my own. And that was the biggest thing for me. And I worked, I was senior management as well. So I worked very long hours and I would have to wake him up in the morning, take him out of his bed in his pyjamas to you know, my parents and his childcare. And then I would get home and he would already be getting ready for bed. And I was just missing out on so many things that I just knew that something had to change. And I think it was because my mum had a career change later in life um, and became self-employed and started her own business and I watched her watch my sister-in-law do the same and she's only she's slightly younger than me actually and she was self-employed and built her own business and I sort of supported them with building up their brands and thought I want a bit of this <laughs> they manage their own hours and um, you know I just had that feeling that there's there's more out there and I could do something different and break away from that nine to five and it was a really strong call so I had to kind of think about what I might do and I sort of built an exit plan, I suppose, um, so that by the time I had my second child, I could resign and walk away from teaching. And I had built my business enough to be able to 
to chase that instead. Fantastic. I was going to ask you what your motivation was for starting your <laughs> business, but you pretty much just answered it there for me. So it was really about spending time with your family, spending time with your children that was your primary focus. Yeah, I think I just got really burnt out as well. Um, and you don't always recognise how burnt out you are until you step back. And I just realised actually I was falling out of love with my job. Um, and I wanted to be able to do the school school run when he was starting school and preschool and nurseries. And I wanted to be able to go to some of the groups with him and just enjoy him um, and be less grumpy with my husband because I was less stressed out by trying to fit too many hours into a day. Absolutely. Oh, that's fantastic. It's a great reason to to want to start your own business is to, to manage your own hours. And I think a reason that a lot of mums do decide to start their own business, it seems to be amongst the women I know, certainly, although I do tend to surround myself with mums in business, but it tends to be a, a, a very significant time in many people's lives to make that decision. And really interesting as well that you say that you'd always imagine being a teacher. You never imagined that you would do anything else. No, never imagined I'd do anything else. And I think it was partly um, having my own baby. Um, it's funny, actually, because my sister-in-law, my brother, had a photo shoot for their baby who was born about six months before my first. And I looked at the photos and I thought, I can do that. <laughs> and it was just a little part of me thinking, I, I should do this. Mm-hmm. So I started to just self-teach myself online and I booked on some courses um, in person as well and online. And... I realised actually I could do it. Um, and I've always been a bit of a technology geek. So anything techie was right up my street. And I've always loved photos um, and had cameras since I was small. And it just, it made me think, oh, yeah, that I can do this. I, there's something else that I, I don't have to be tied into teaching. Um, it's okay to do to, to do different things and change your mind and change your path. Absolutely. That's, again, really good point. It's, I think it's very easy, particularly once you start a business as well, to start to pivot or change direction um, and it's it's something that a lot of people that I've worked with found that they start a business with the the aim of doing one thing and end up doing something completely different which they absolutely love um, but something that that initial new business has led them into um, and I think it's it's really important to be open-minded about what you want to do what you're going to do what you're going mine's, to adapt to do <laughs> yeah mine's changed loads since mm. I think back to my first sort of ideas I really wanted to do the um you know baby in a basket with some flowers and that and it's just not me and mm. I couldn't do it and it actually wasn't what I loved um so my business has changed a lot and developed a lot um into actually something that's really true to I don't know true true to me I suppose <laughs> and how would you describe your photography style now um so it's funny because it's developed out of having my two children and particularly after my second it took a bit of a steer different direction um because my real underlying thing is it's about mum and baby's well-being during my sessions so I don't want to drag mum out for a newborn session you know 10 days postpartum when actually all she wants to do is <laughs> curl up on her bed and feel comfy and have you know someone bring her a cup of tea um I really struggled after the birth of my second and I would never have got to a studio with a one-week-old baby and a toddler I wouldn't have got out of the house on time I wouldn't have packed everything I needed to pack and I would have felt really pressured to be the perfect mum for the camera um so now my style is very relaxed and very friendly and I've got a real passion for sort of postnatal care 
and it just puts mum's needs and baby's needs first yeah you're so right it's it's easy to forget I think after a long time it's six years since my youngest was a newborn and you do forget that it's a really difficult time and just day-to-day functioning having a shower those kind of things are, are really hard to manage aren't they and yeah I think it's fantastic that your business is adapting to the mums and the babies amazing thank you so in terms of starting your business, can you remember whether you had any particular fears when you were thinking about starting a business before you launched? And did they hold you back at all? Do you know what? That's really funny. I thought it was going to be really easy. And I don't think my fears kicked in until I started. And then I realised it wasn't as easy as I maybe thought it was going to be. And I, I'm big one for imposter syndrome, looking at everybody else around me and just thinking, I can't do this. I should be a teacher again. You know, how dare I go and change my mind? And this isn't me. I'm a fake. That was my, my and that still creeps in sometimes. Imposter syndrome is is something that we all face. I think at some point, I've only ever met one person I think who said that they didn't have any concept of what it was. But from the conversations I've had with so many women, mums, not mums, um, it's something that women in particular really do feel. And it does creep in, even when you've worked on it loads, doesn't it? And I know you've done a lot of work on it. And But like you say, it still can creep in. So how do you manage it now when it does creep in? Um, that's a really interesting one. So I've, I had my confidence really knocked when I changed jobs, when I resigned from teaching, because that, that was my identity. That was who I was. So I try now really hard not to look at my competition. So I try to, I've unfollowed a lot of people on Instagram and things like that on social media who I was previously aspiring to be like, because actually I think constantly flooding myself with their images and how they're doing a better job of social media or whatever it is than what I'm doing wasn't really helping me. And I'm better to just stay with my little bubble of people that I trust and know to get feedback and things and see my own improvement mm. um definitely looking back on old images and things like that um you know and, and my first flyers or gift cards and and marketing things and then looking at their how they are now is the best measure for me I mean if I show you my first photos of you know me posing my little boy for example um and he's five now they were horrendous I mean laughable to try and say I'm a professional <laughs> So I think for me, just to see how far I've come and not compared to other people. Comparatonitis is, yeah, it's a killer, isn't it? It's an absolute killer for so many, again, women, mums. We we all, I think, are guilty of comparing ourselves to others around us. Um, I heard a really great analogy on a podcast I listened to a couple of years ago now, I think. And, and they were basically, it was, I can't even remember whose podcast it was on, but it was a guest that they had. And they were basically saying that it's just because somebody has an amazing website doesn't mean they have a successful business behind it. Just because someone puts incredible photos on Instagram doesn't mean they're getting the clients. Just because someone has huge amounts of followers doesn't mean that they're converting and what we see of other people's businesses, we tend to look at that person's amazing website, that person's beautiful photos on social media, that person's following numbers and think, I need to be all of those things. Whereas potentially each of them might might be just one of those things, but they might also, you, well, you never know what's going on behind that image that people put up. Um, people very 
are very quick to put up it on social media in both personal lives and in in business about their successes and the things that are going really well. But a lot of time people don't share their struggles and it yeah, can be really easy to compare. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, especially being a photographer, I know how to make a photo look good mm. um, and I will show my best ones. <laughs> mm. And there are some that come at my camera, which are awful, and mm. I won't share them because I want to show my best work. But that's part of the reason why I, on my social media, I do lives quite a lot because that's my way of just being a bit more me and there's no mask and I'm not a big one for wearing makeup I never have been and I don't consider myself to be a girly girl either so I'm just in a plain t-shirt and some jeans that's me take me as I am and so I use my Facebook lives and things particularly as a way of sort of breaking down that barrier of perfection that you can kind of sometimes see on that social media platform where everything looks as how it how you want it to be and all perfect and that's what makes you relatable to all the other mums around you Definitely. I mean, certainly I, I watch a lot of your Facebook lives on your various platforms. And yeah, it's, it's what, you know, I can relate to you because not only you're somebody I've met and I know, but the things you talk about are normal and it's just you doing a quick Facebook live about something. And it's about something, you know, you take taking your children to the park or whatever it might be. So yeah, it's, it's totally relatable, which is so important, I think. Thank you. So what would you say is your biggest challenge, either now or maybe in the past when your children were at a different age? What has been or is the biggest challenge for you, juggling business and parenting? Sleep deprivation. <laughs> no doubt. I didn't realise how lucky I was that my first child slept until I had my second, who could not be more different. So I resigned to sort of a time scale. I resigned from my teaching role to finish in the Easter when I was pregnant with my second. I then had a term or so of sort of school term um, at home with my, my eldest before having my second in October. He then started preschool for a few mornings. I had some maternity leave with her to build the business. And then just when she started sort of getting old enough to then try and do some preschool or some nursery sessions, we had COVID. So I don't feel like I've really had a good go of having no children here, for example, during the day to really give my business a go. And the sleep deprivation was massive after my second, after Millie. But she just doesn't sleep. She still doesn't. And she's two and a half. So to have a clear mind to achieve anything in a day was just so difficult. And I still battle that now. But I've kind of worked out certain times when I can get up in the morning and I feel like yes today I could be productive and I try and really make the most of it and on the other days where I feel just completely like a zombie I know not to even bother trying because I'm just not going to get anywhere and I'll get cross that I haven't achieved anything and just to kind of give in on those days because yeah sleep deprivation is just unreal. Is it giving in or is it giving yourself a rest? Well, yeah, I don't. Yeah, giving us. I suppose stop. Yeah, okay. I'm I'm one for a list, and I know you very well, Kate. You're one. For a list. <laughs> I like a list, <laughs> <laughs> and it's something we've talked about a lot because obviously I've known you for a long time as well. And I would try to achieve too much in a day, particularly on no sleep and with a toddler or a baby. And I would write myself these lists that had maybe you know ten, fifteen things that were all business specific, not even anything to do with the house or the kids. And it's not surprising I was never going to achieve them because, I mean, she would sleep for 40 minutes maximum and probably in the car. So 
you know, we actually had our Wi-Fi extended to reach to our driveway. <laughs> Amazing. Because I spent so much time in the car with her asleep, having to drive her to sleep. And I could then sit with my computer on my lap in the passenger seat and work from the car on the driveway. And it's just it, having that craving to want to be spending time in your business mm. and frustrated that you're not getting the time to do it is what I found really hard to juggle. And I mean, you've just showed the amazing versatility of mums to adapt to their situation, to sit in the car so your little one doesn't get woken up with your laptop and, and to have your Wi-Fi extended so oh, yeah. that you can do so. It's just brilliant. I mean, it's when you're a mum, you have to adapt, don't you? You have to find ways to adapt to fitting in your child's routine or your child's needs and your business. And that's a perfect example of a way that you've done so. No, one of the things that really helped me, um, and I know you do the same, is um, audiobooks. So it was a kind of another way of feeling like I was achieving something in a day when I was having a really tired day or she's very clingy as a baby as well, or just a really needy day with her. And I needed some headspace. And it was a way to feel like I was still learning something and still developing myself. So my self-development from the last two years has been massive because I've just listened to so many audiobooks. But by having the like the wireless headphones, little pods, and just keeping one in. <laughs> so I pretty much always have one ear in um, from Guilty. when I wake up to when I go to bed because I can just tap it to answer the phone. And, you know, my family are always calling. We've got a huge family. But also I can have an audiobook just running in the background. And if it's one I really have to concentrate on, then it's better if I'm out with a buggy and, and someone's asleep. But if you know I'm pottering around the kitchen and stuff, I can kind of do it all quicker if I'm distracted. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I find exactly the same. I have a headset I wear. I mean, this one's obviously for recording, but I have a, a single headset I wear with a microphone um, so that when I'm working, I can just answer a call if need be um, when I'm doing client work. Um, and if I need to talk to a client about something, I can have full fingers available for the laptop whilst I'm talking to my client. But then when I don't have that on, exactly the same. I have a little set of ear earbud things. And when I'm hanging out the washing, when I'm cooking, when I'm doing anything, then yeah, there's always an audiobook or a podcast on I do a lot of listening definitely yes, yeah <laughs> talking of audiobooks do you have a top audiobook you would recommend for a oh, mum who <laughs> is at the early stages of business that could really help or a top two three <laughs> okay so ones that really spoke to me not sure if they're busy so maybe can I do three because mm -hmm. I'm different things mm -hmm. um so the first one business wise would be profit first amazing book uh, because it just really helped me understand money and I mean I remember asking you back in my very early days lots of questions about money which I would have thought some 11 year olds probably know the answer to in school now the way to school <laughs> I felt so silly asking some questions but no one ever told me and I never had to think about it before mm -hmm. um so profit first I found really useful in terms of self-development I would say untamed it can be quite hard going to listen to or to read, but there were certain chapters that just really spoke to me and just the little one-liners that help you with your self-doubt or the way you see the world. There's a few that really made me stop and think and rewind and make a bookmark of it and sort of tell myself those things. And then in terms of motherhood, Happy Mum, Happy Baby. By oh, I've not read that Giovanna one. Fletcher. I listened to it. I'm a big fan of G Giovanna Fletcher partly because I used to love McFly and I still do and I'm going in October to their concerts and she's married Fantastic. to Tom from McFly. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> That's how I got into listening to her. Um, but 
it, she just talks really honestly about motherhood and it's she's got two books but one of them is also like a diary to her children it's okay to say that actually sometimes your children are really hard work and I think everyone needs to hear that very true very true fantastic those are all some yeah really good recommendations the first two are books that that I've listened to um the first one you mentioned Profit First is by I'm not even sure how to pronounce his surname Mike Malievich I think it is and yeah, Profit First, I totally agree. It's a, a system I've implemented in my business. I actually came across it through a membership I was in with a lady called Catherine Morgan, who has a podcast called In Her Financial Shoes. And then through that, I also met my accountant, who is a Profit First accountant. Um, and she really helped me to implement it in my business. So that's my accountant, Hetty Verney, if anyone wants a recommendation for a brilliant Profit First accountant. And only one of, I believe, eight accredited profit first accountants in the UK so it's a fantastic system to implement for anyone starting business or at the early stages of business and I suppose just to give anyone listening a really quick summary of it if they don't know what it is it's about a system of of putting aside money so that you've always got money there for tax you've always got money to take home for yourself as a business owner Um, and there's always money there for profit in the business as well so it's ensuring that you're covering all of those things first then your expenses come out of what's left rather than the other way around where you earn all your money You have all these expenses which build up and build up and build up. And then suddenly you find you haven't got enough to take home at the end of the month or you haven't got enough when the tax bill comes in. So it's about tucking away all of that money first into different places so that it's there and ready and you don't get a nasty shock when your tax bill arrives. So yeah, that's a great recommendation. Untamed, you mentioned as well by Glennon Doyle, which is fantastic. Really good book. I love the anecdote at the beginning, um, which is, is it a cheetah? I can't remember the animal, but it's certainly about a, a wild cat prowling up and down that is tamed. It's caged. Mm. So Untamed is about how we as women need to learn to be uncaged and untamed, which is fantastic. And you you said it was Happy Mum, Happy Baby by Giovanna Fletcher. I'm going to have to add that one to my wish list and listen to that on Audible as well, because I haven't. And is her pod, she's got, I know she's got a podcast. It's the same name, is it? Yes, podcast actually called the same thing, yeah. Fantastic. Thank you. That's some good recommendations for anyone who wants to do some listening and some learning. And of all the things that you have learned over the years in business, what would you say just in a business sense, not necessarily in relation to motherhood, but in a business sense, what would you say is the most important thing to do in your business? Ooh, can I have two? Go on. <laughs> um, so first one, don't undervalue yourself. I was working for a long time where I wasn't making any money because I just didn't have my pricing right. And I had a lot of money blocks and I was worried about putting my prices up and that people wouldn't pay it. But actually, I just needed to have a different client base. People do pay it now at the levels that my pricing packages are. And it's not extortionate money compared to the the whole market. I still have a few money blocks to get through. But I now feel like I what I have in income matches the time that I put in. That Mm -hmm. took a little while to get to. And my second one is don't try and do things you don't have the skills for in terms of like the wider business so I'm kind of so I kind of say oh yeah I I do everything myself I do my website I do this I do that I do my money and actually I'm not the best person to do all those things because I don't have the knowledge and the skills so do kind of reach out and find the best person to do all of those different aspects 
I'm a bit of a control freak. So, <laughs> and I know you are. Um, so I do like to have control of most of the elements of my business. And, you know, I've, I've worked with other people who've supported me or taught me different elements. So, for example, I've just redone my website and I did actually take on help to do that this time, even though I built my website previously all by myself and I can do all the changes. I was running up against little technical things that I didn't have the knowledge for. And I just went, right, I'm paying somebody else. This is their expertise. This is their field. And they will make this awesome. Mm-hmm. And then I can take back control to do the changes and things myself in the future. And it was absolutely worth it. I'm so pleased I did it. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. And I, I'm very guilty the same of being as you say a bit of a control freak I like to know what's going on in every area of my business and for that reason I do struggle to outsource and I know it's something a lot of people struggle with and as a virtual assistant myself I shouldn't really be saying that but it's a reality that we do like to have control of of our business but at the same time it's also important to learn to recognize as you say when something is better outsourced to someone who has those skills. That's a really important one. Thank you. That's two absolutely brilliant tips. And before we finish, can you tell us where we can find you? Of course. In great brain. Um, so my website has just had a complete revamp and that's actually going live in May. So very, very soon. And that is www.vbaldenphotography.co.uk. Um, you can also find Vbaldem Photography on Facebook and Instagram and then early years mum is earlyyearsmum.co.uk and also early years mum on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you very much. It's been lovely chatting to you Vicky Thank and you. I will make sure that all of those links go in the show notes so that people can find you in all of the various places where you <laughs> hang out if they want to come and check out what you do. Lovely. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Take care. Thank you for joining us here at Business Foundations for Mums. Come and join the Business Planning Challenge for Mums to create a plan to drive your business ideas forward. The challenge starts on Monday the 21st of March in a private Facebook group. Find the link to join in the show notes. You can find all of our episodes, show notes and blog posts at businessfoundationsformums.co.uk and you can follow us on Instagram or Facebook.